Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Remember way back when God created the nation of Israel from Abraham. He took a pagan. Abraham didn't know anything about God. And he chose these people. Now, why did he choose the people of Israel? In the Old Testament, what were all the people doing in the Old Testament? Who were they worshiping? Pagan gods everywhere. Moon god, sun god, you know, this podium, whatever. They were just, that's what they did. They worship. So God says, I'm going to create you as a nation so you can shine and tell all your neighbors. Why did God choose a specific nation, Israel, to be his chosen people? Today, Pastor Mark will look at the history of Israel and God's relationship with them, including what is still to come in their future. The Lord has always been devoted to Israel. Even after countless times they turned their backs on him, he provided. Think about your life today. How many times has the Lord been faithful to you in spite of your unfaithfulness? We serve a God today that loves to bless his people unconditionally. Do you believe that our Lord is for you today? History shows He always has our back. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Daniel with part two of his message, The Worst of Times and the Best of Times. There's many demons that are on this earth, but there's many demons that have been reserved for this time. They've been in prison, but they will be released during this time. Releases a demonic army that kills what? One third of humanity. One third of humanity. We already had one fourth of humanity killed. Now we have another one third. I'm not going to ask you to do the math. Say amen. Okay, let me do you the math. Give you an idea. Let's just say that the tribulation started today. We're about 7.5 billion people on the earth. Let's just say for our sake, a third of those people that are on the earth today are born again Christians. 2.5 million. So that leaves us how much? That leaves us basically 5 billion people on the earth. The Christians, 2.5, we go up the rapture. So there's 5 billion people. Let's just, if it, if it happened today, if it goes to another 30 years or 20 years or whatever, obviously it'd be more and more and more people. Now, what is that left? 3.75 are left because one quarter have been killed. Now we have of that, what? Another, what? One third. So that leaves 2.5 billion people left on the earth. What did we start with? We started with 5 billion, one half of the population of our world will be killed during those last three and a half years. Now think about that. Bodies 
cremation, smells, hurting, mourning, one half of the world's population is through. It's over. It's done. Those are individuals. They're finished. 50% die. Plus, as we move on, martyrs, believers, many of those millions of Jews and Gentiles who accept Christ are going to be martyred for Christ. So when you begin to see that, you would kind of think, well, finally, God's got their attention. Now, I want you to turn to Revelation 9, and we'll be back to Daniel in just a moment. I want you to see what the reaction of the people that are left, by and large, not everybody, but look at the reaction. Revelation 9, verse 20. You don't have to look for Revelation. It's the last book of the Bible. If you've gone to the maps, you've gone too far. Turn right, come back, turn left, come back a little bit. Forget the maps, okay? Revelation 9, Vieira, Sebastian, you online, verse 20. I'll read it out of the New Living Translation. So think of this. 50% of the world is gone. Here's their reaction. But the people who did not die in the plagues still refuse to repent of their evil deeds and turn to God. And they continue to worship demons and idols made of gold, silver, bronze, stone, wood, idols that can neither see nor hear nor walk. And they did not repent of their murders, their witchcraft, or their sexual immorality, or their thefts. You would think that these people would cry out for God's forgiveness when all these disasters They are experiencing all around them. Doesn't matter where you go on the earth. But we see the deceitfulness of sin and the hardness of man's heart. Now, they refuse to repent. What you see is a world that's against God. This is the world we are living in this morning. And it's getting closer and closer to the end. And the churches are diluting the word of God so they mean nothing anymore. We love everybody. God loves everybody. Sinners alike. Because like, where did we start? We were all sinners. We did things that you wouldn't want in front of people this morning. You wouldn't want that lifestyle. But he hates sin. And that's what he eventually judges. Because he's a holy God. So as we see this happening, we're getting closer to the end. More like Sodom and Gomorrah. Anything happens. And if you say anything about it, not to people, but to sin, then you're persecuted because you're a weirdo. You're whatever. So we, we see the hardness of sin and what our world is becoming even this morning. But go back and I'll show you this. This isn't the end. Remember, The second bowl results in the death of every living thing in the sea. So we've already taken care of vegetarians. All the vegetarians are gone. Nothing to eat. Here's everybody. They want to eat healthy. They want to eat something. All the sea animals are gone. Now, what do you feed a cow? Vegetation. So you understand what this is going to look like. The seventh bowl results in a devastating earthquake followed by giant hailstones. Now think of trying to run from a 100-pound hailstone. This is God's judgment. 
Now, how terrible will these days be when God's wrath is poured out on the earth? Jesus speaks about it in Matthew. Let me read it to you. If those days had not been cut short, if the three and a half years was extended to four and a half years, to five years, if they had not been cut short, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. Jesus said, if God didn't set the timing to three and a half years, four years, five years, there'd be nobody left in the earth. That's impossible for us to even understand. Now go back to the book of Daniel, chapter 12. How many are tired enough of the, the worst of times? Can I hear an amen? I'm tired. I want, some, I want some best of times, do you? So let's get some good news. Hallelujah. Daniel chapter 12, verse 1. But at that time, your people, the Jews, in the middle of verse 12, your people, the Jews, Daniel, everyone whose name is found written in the book will be delivered. Daniel gets some good news. You can write it down this morning. The best of times, Jews who trust in Jesus as their Savior will be delivered. They will be protected. Many of the Jews, not all, Many of the Jews will be protected, and you'll see why in a moment. Every Jewish person's name who's found written in the book of life, it, basically they've accepted Jesus Christ as a personal Savior. That doesn't mean just Jews. Anybody during the tribulation, just as it is today, when you become a Christian, your name is written in the book of life. And when God judges at the end of the world, if your name's there, you're in heaven forever. Amen, amen, amen. See, it's about choices. Now, look at verse 2. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake. We're talking about resurrection. Some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. When you die, when I die, every person, we will eventually be resurrected. Believers and unbelievers. Life is not the end. There's an eternity we spend a lot of people think, well, I'm just going to die, and I don't care if I say, God, forget God. I'm just going to live my life, and I'm just uh, food for the worms. Well, we're all going to be food for the worms, but we're going to be resurrected. It doesn't matter whether you're cremated or whether you're buried. Cremation does one thing. It speeds up what buried does. That's all. We're back to dust. How did we start? Dust. So everybody is going to be resurrected, but notice the scripture. This is amazing. Here's the Jews. Here's the good time. Some to everlasting life. What does that mean? Eternity. Heaven. Write this down. The best of time, Jews and Gentiles who become believers are resurrected to everlasting life. By the way, you need to say an amen at some point, and I'll give you why. Because when you're resurrected, you get a new body. Ladies, no more looking at the mirror and going, oh my goodness. Honey, can I have another check, please? I got to buy. I saw this stuff on TV. It makes you look like 17. It's only $1,000 for a jar. Please, can I have it? And the husband says, can I borrow some? Now, you that are 15, don't even listen to me. But pretty soon, you're going to be the same way, baby. And you take that shirt off and you go, what is that? And the thighs meet in the middle and you can't get them apart. I mean, shall I stop right now? Is that enough? Okay. That's the worst of times, in case you don't know. People are next to you to cry and don't even, just give them grace as they move through this. But we're, we're going to get a new body suited for heaven. But the worst of time, look at the verse again. 
some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting content. You see, there's only two groups of people. There's no multiple choice. There's only two eternal destinations. Heaven with God, hell separated from God forever. Right there it is again. There's only two. There's not a third option. There's not a fourth option. There's not an option, well, I just die and I'm done. No, 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 no. After death, the judgment, you will be in one of these two places. You'll be resurrected, a body that's fit for heaven or a body that's fit for hell forever, where you don't want to go. This is a picture, the seven years. This is a picture of hell on earth, just a snapshot. This is good compared to hell because there's no choice in hell. It's done. It's finished. It's over. Your eternity is separated from God. Now, when you think of that, watch what happens. Look at Revelation 24. And I saw the souls, the spirits of those who had been beheaded for their testimony. Watch this. About who? Jesus. And for proclaiming what? The word of God. So Jews and Gentiles who become saved during the tribulation, by and large, the overall picture They're going to proclaim Jesus. Why Jesus? Because he's the only way to God. A lot of people today say, well, I believe in God. That's good. Well, I'm not into the Jesus thing. Then you'll never get to heaven because he's the way, the truth, and the life. So when people proclaim Jesus, especially Jews, whoa, what a change for the other Jews. And they proclaim the living word of God. Many, maybe even most, we don't know the exact number, of them will be what? What's it say? They're going to be beheaded. Well, Pastor Mark, what good is that? Well, who cares? Realistically, after you're beheaded, where do you go? Right to heaven. Will you have a new head? Yes, you will. It'll look better than your old one. You'll be right there. Now, I'm making fun, but how horrible is that? By the way, you know that Christians all over the world have been martyred for hundreds of years. ISIS isn't the first one to behead Christians. But notice what we have to stand for. Jesus and the word of God. Now, when you think about that, where does that put you this morning? Here's the thing, and it's hard for us to get it across because people are deceived. If you're not a Christian this morning, why in the world would you try to wait till that time to accept Christ? That's foolishness. That's why it's in the Bible. Don't wait till the worst of times. Today is the day of salvation. Get saved. But we don't get saved because we're too prideful. I want to tell you something. Every person that as a Christian was prideful. You have to humble yourself and say, I need Jesus. Well, I'm not kind of ready to do that. Have a great life. And I mean that with kindness because when you finally decide to do it and it's during the tribulation, really, you're going to do it then and you can't walk down today? Think about that. That's why it's in the word of God. They had not worshiped the beast. Look at this. Or a statue. They had to make a choice. They had to stand for what was right. And they had not accepted his mark on their forehead and their hands. When you take the 666 on your hands or your head, you're done, you're finished. There's no chance you've ever been saved. Because you're pledging allegiance to Satan. They all came to life again. And they reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Those believers came to life again. And they go right into the millennium and reign for a thousand years in the new heaven and new earth. So millions of people will get saved. Now, what does that look like 
even though they're going to be saved, they're going to be killed, but they're going to be resurrected. Daniel 3. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever. Notice, those who are wise. What is he saying? Though, watch me. This is very important. All our can. Those who were wise enough to admit they were a sinner and needed Jesus Christ. Wisdom. Wisdom. Now, wisdom is simply living according to God's point of view. What is God's point of view in the world? It's not like us. Our point of view is next week or vacation coming up or you just came from vacation. Wish you could go on another one. Whatever. Ours is about here. Nothing wrong with that. It's great to have vacations and enjoy time. What is God's point of view? It's always eternity. Where are you going to be 150 years from now? You're all going to be dead. You're either going to be in heaven or hell. See, that's the eternal view. That's wisdom. So I live life with a perspective. Not like I'm weird. Well, you want to go and, and uh, have a meal out the rest of it? No, I'm just waiting for heaven. Well, it's foolish. You'll go quick if you don't eat, so go and enjoy. But overall, we have to have all the stuff that's happening to us. We have to realize that God has that eternal view. By the way, his values come from here. You know, a lot of people, they say today, Pastor Mark, I'd really come to church and serve God if he'd update his Bible. No, you need to update your stupid mind. <laughs> this is not out of date. He knows it all. And by the way, we have the Holy Spirit in us. His timing is that, that prompting of the Holy Spirit. And if you're unsaved this morning, the Holy Spirit's prompting you. This is your day. Come back to God. Get it right. Now, God is the only true source of wisdom. Now, during this dark tribulation, <clears throat> Gentiles and Jews who accept Christ are wise. And what does that verse say about them? It says they will shine. Well, that should bring something to your mind. When you become a Christian, Jesus said this, you are the light of the world. See, when it gets dark, a little bit of light makes a big difference. And these believers, Gentiles and Jews, basically they're wise and, and they become witnesses to the world about Jesus Christ. Now, this promise specifically applies to the Jews, but it's for the Gentiles too. But it's specifically directing something. And I want you to see this number. Watch this verse from the book of Revelation. It's speaking about these Jews. Then I heard a number of those who were sealed, talking about Jews, 144 from all the tribes of Israel. Now, I want you to leave that up there. What does that mean? It means when the Jews finally have their eyes open, many, millions of Jews are going to accept Christ. But he's going to take 144,000 of them, and he's going to seal them. Notice, those who were sealed, he's going to protect them from death. So they can do what? What do you think? So they can tell the gospel. Can you imagine 144,000 Billy Grahams? How many know a Jewish person? Can they talk right to you, baby? They don't care, whatever. Absolutely. They're bold, aren't they? How many, take, think, think of God's blessing on the Jewish people. Guaranteed, tons of you go to a Jewish doctor, a Jewish lawyer, brilliant scientist. I mean, think of God's favor on those people. So you have 144,000 Jehovah Witnesses. There they are. No, don't turn it off. Listen, are they Jehovah Witnesses? No, no, we're not making fun of Jehovah Witnesses. They're lovely people. Their doctrine's all wrong. 
Totally wrong. You say, well, Pastor Mark, that's not. No, I'm, I'm supposed to say the truth in love. They're deceived. Can you imagine? 144,000 people from the beginning of the world are the only ones going to heaven. What chance do you have? No. Notice what it says at the end of the verse. 144,000 from all the tribes of who? Israel. They're Jewish people from the tribe, 12,000 from every tribe. Just read on in the chapter. But how could people be so deceived? Because Satan's head of it. The Jehovah's Witnesses do not believe that Jesus is God. The Bible teaches he is. So understand, as they go through the world, and we'll talk more about this. He's got two more plans. How in the world does this gospel go? So at the best of times, 144,000 Jewish believers shine and share the gospel. Now, we're not in the tribulation. So who's supposed to shine and share today? Raise your hand if you're a Christian. That's us. That's not only our privilege, that's our responsibility. Remember way back when God created the nation of Israel from Abraham. He took a pagan. Abraham didn't know anything about God. And he chose these people. Now, why did he choose the people of Israel? In the Old Testament, what were all the people doing in the Old Testament? Who were they worshiping? Pagan gods everywhere. Moon gods, sun god, you know, this podium, whatever. They were just, that's what they did. They worshiped. So God says, I'm going to create you as a nation so you can shine and tell all your neighbors All these pagans, there's one true God who's living. You can talk to him. You can't talk to this. You never hear anything back from this. God hears. My sheep hear my voice, and they follow me. Here's a personal God. So what did Israel do? Well, they started out pretty good. Then what happened? They became like the pagans. They started worshiping God. And it got so bad over time, God said this. Listen, enough. And he took Israel Let's just picture a train station. And he put the Israel nation on a sidetrack, no engine. I still love you, but I'm changing who I'm going to use to win the world. And who is that? It's you. It's me. That's when the church was designed. Now, in the book of Revelation, what do we discover? God says, where is the church as the tribulation is happening? Where is the church? Are they on earth? No. Where are Christians at that point at the start? Are they on earth? No, where are you? Your new heaven with a... I knew you'd come back to that. You're a new heaven with a new body. So is there anybody to win the world? No. So who are, who's left? Jews that become Christians and Gentiles that become Christians. And the train of the Jewish nation is put back on the trap. Woo, 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 woo. Here they go. 144,000 of them flying through all the world, just sharing the gospel. Powerful opening. So basically, you know, a lot of people have said, well, God's through with the nation of Israel. I beg to differ. He is never through with his nation. He loved his nation. So he's showing that there. As the tribulation nears, Satan will begin to kill Jews and Christians as God will begin to pour out his wrath on the unbelieving world. Today, Pastor Mark taught us God's purposes for the tribulation. During this period, the Lord will provide opportunities for salvation, thus showing His love and grace. However, He will also display His righteous judgment poured out on mankind that has repeatedly denied Him. Thanks so much for joining us today. 
Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. Is there going to be any good that comes from the tribulation? In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will show listeners that while much wrath will be poured out on the world during this time, that there will also be many great stories of deliverance and reconciliation. We serve a perfectly balanced God. He is a father that knows when to encourage and care and when to chastise and discipline. How blessed we are. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.